Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. I'm honored to have my friend Stephanie with me today. We are seated together. We don't get to live near each other anymore, but she has agreed to do the podcast, The Real Deal. (laughs) And Stephanie, you've listened to before, so thank yes. you also for being a listener. But you know that I just ask questions right off the bat. There's no right or wrong, and this just gets people used to your voice and mind. So okay. do the best. There's no right or wrong. Do the best to answer these as quickly and whatever comes to your mind. Would you consider yourself an introvert, extrovert? I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm. Okay, so you learned it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, coffee, tea. Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither. Dog. Are you a morning bird or night owl? Morning bird. Books or movies? Ooh. I've liked movies, but because of COVID, I'm more books. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) Silence or music? Music. Yeah. Leaned in or laid back? Probably laid back. Okay. Would you consider yourself shower or bath person? Shower. Driver, passenger? Passenger. Okay, because of season four and COVID, I added this one. Eat in or dine out? Definitely eat in. Okay, so you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal, and my dad always taught us to be the real deal. He was Richard Dean, RD, so he'd say, just be the RD, be the real deal. And it affected me as a kid. I don't think that it's like I've never looked at somebody and thought, oh, I like that about her or him or whatever, but it kind of freed me to be Rachel instead of Barb or Sharon or Joyce, my sisters. So is there somebody in your life that you immediately when you think they're the real deal, my dad would say wood should be wood, leather should be leather, don't fake it, you know, is this, you know, be the real McCoy. Yeah. So who is that in your life and how has it affected you that somebody was the real deal? Oh my goodness. You probably have lots of examples. I have lots I know. of examples. Um ooh, probably here goes <laughs> There's some <laughs> building going on around me. So as we're wrapping up our vacation. Yeah. Um gosh. I'm gonna just say Brian, my husband. Mm-hmm. Not just say, because yeah. there's a, there are a bunch of them, but mm-hmm. Brian, yep. because he has been steady himself ever, mm-hmm. as long as I've known him, 34 years, and he's never he's never anybody other than himself. Yep. So, yep. Yep. And how does that affect you? He keeps me, well, it just gives me security and confidence. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He so. is a constant. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yep. And can count on him. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. Okay, so you've had a lot of places you've lived. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of experiences. Um, unlike some people who live one place and they everything stays the same in their life. So tell me about some place you lived and maybe audiences wouldn't know. I know okay. some of those things. Where you were born, yeah. what kind of family you grew up in, number of siblings, anything you want to share about your background because that informs us sometimes sure. about what God does. Yeah. Um, so I was raised a military brat. My dad was in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and so I was born in Japan. Um, I don't remember it. People always ask me, what yeah. was that like? I was only there till I was two, so I don't remember okay. it, but I was born in Japan. And then moved probably in my childhood growing up ten times. Wow. Yes. Not just from a house, not from house to house or local city to local city, but state to state. So I would say, though, the thing that I can, the place I can remember the most is Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We lived there when I was in elementary school. Okay. And ran around back in the days when you can run around and not worry right. about where you are, where the kids are. So, yes, Hawaii. 
That totally makes sense to me now about why you, like when we were here in Florida or Marco Island, that you'd like to see the water. Yes. Totally makes sense yep. to me. Yep. And where, did you grow up by the water when you were in Hawaii? But you would um, go to the beach, I assume. We lived on an uh, Air Force base, oh, so right. we, okay. but we had access to the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> we were pretty close, yeah. so yeah, we yeah. did that a lot. And my mom and dad loved it, and she had a shirt when we left that says, once you leave Hawaii, you ain't going nowhere. Right. So there's, it's just left a lasting imprint. Yeah. Print. Yeah, yeah, definitely, so, definitely. Mm-hmm. So how much older is your older sister? Leslie is, we're 19 months apart. 19 months, and how about Melanie? Maybe 21 months. Melanie and I are five years apart. We're five okay. years apart. So you're middle middle child. Middle child. Do you think of Don't yourself as a middle child? Me, like, not really. Except I think they don't they say middle child children are independent yeah, and fierce. they're well adjusted. They yeah. can do things on their yeah. own. But there was a pretty good age gap with my younger sister and I. So no, I've never really even considered that. Mm-hmm. Definitely that impacts me. Okay, so tell me a little bit about how you... Okay, so one of the things in the beginning of The Real Deal is it says real life, real stories, and a real God. Mm -hmm. Is there a time in your life where uh, God became more real to you? Wow, there's been multiple things. I would say my... your testimony? I would say my faith became my own when my husband and I met in a ministry organization where we traveled the world, music and stuff like that. But um, there was a message that was preached about... Cleaning out our closets and that God knows the the secret places of our heart. Mm. And so what do we, you know, those closets that you can open up when company's coming and you shove it all in there, yep. but if you accidentally open it, things fall out. And so... What a good message. Yeah. So that that is when I realized I had a lot of hidden things in my heart mm. and fully surrendered to the Lord. Um, so that was back in 1987. Wow. So I would say that's when my faith, like, I was fully surrendered to the Lord. Mm. And then my sister... Um, suddenly passed away. It's coming. It's ten years it's ago. Ten years. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, because storms in our lives do yeah. something yes. with our faith. Either we chuck it. Yep. Don't want anything. Stiff arm God. Whatever. Or something right. happens. So what happened when Melanie? Um, I just think that that was another reminder. It was tragic and horrible, and you know we could talk about that for a long yeah. time. But that was just another reminder, or a reminder to me that life on Earth is temporary. We don't have control. Um, and so what are we doing with our time while yeah. we're on this earth? Yeah. And then fast forward to another dear friend a year or so ago that passed away from cancer, struggled with cancer. That was just another, you know, gosh, we, we don't, this world and, is not our own. No. We're just passing through. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And you walked with both your sister and this friend. Yes. You, you know what I mean? It wasn't just like something that happened to you one day. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. walked with them and you right. were in their lives yeah. and you lost. Mm-hmm. You lost. lost. Yeah. You're and, familiar with it. Yeah. And then I would say what leading, well, five years ago now, leading up to our kids, we have four kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two got married the same summer and, um, and we all live nearby each other. Yep. And I thought, no big deal. We all live nearby each other. It's just, they're just getting married and they're moving down the streets. No big deal. Um, but I experienced loss mm-hmm. as a mom that mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for. And them just leaving and cleaving. Yep. We have a close-knit family. And my daughter especially. I think the reality of she's coming under her husband now and his life and his way of doing things. All in a great way. All oh, healthy yeah. and good. Yeah. But learning to let go and let God. I, hate, I know that's not that's a, not scriptural. But letting God mm-hmm. have control. And again, surrendering another piece of my yep. heart that I thought... Yep. 
I didn't know was holding so tightly to my yeah. identity. Yeah. And you know, I, I would say that it was a testimony for those of us who walk alongside you to watch you wrestle, mm-hmm. but also surrender. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's sometimes daily, right. I would I would assume. Yeah. You know, do you feel like you pictured it to be that everybody would stay around and be close? Or what was that part of the surrender? Or was it just now it's really causing me to know or ask who I am more than mothering or what whatever? Yeah, I think that's I think that was the bigger piece because God has been teaching me about where my true identity lies. Mm-hmm. You know this because mm-hmm. you've, yeah. you've we've got history together and yeah. spent a lot of time and together. And he loves you so and he wants to make sure you know that it's him. Yes. Yeah. And so my husband being a worship pastor at our church for 28 years yeah. and changing roles and my involvement in that ministry piece mm-hmm. all happening and overlapping at kind of the same time we're letting go of our kids one set just went on the mission field yep. to a faraway place, and it's like he's stripping away. I don't think he's doing anything to me. My husband's been really good about saying, yeah. it's not what's being done to you. It's what, what is God doing in, in you? you? And so he is just showing mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. or asking me, am I enough? Yeah, yeah. I don't, don't need my kids to fill that cup. I don't need my ministry role to fill that cup. Is Jesus enough? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I can say, I can say now, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't say, I think I realized, oh my goodness, my identity has been wrapped up in who I was, who I was at my church and my kids. And, and so, yes, that's been a, um, a big piece of my story. Yeah. And, and roles are so important. It's Mm -hmm. not like we're never supposed to have a role as a mother, a wife, a ministry leader. But we don't realize how much the role can feed us or how much we get our identity from other people based on it yeah. instead of from God, who yeah. you wake up loved by him. Right. And before you've done anything, you know, it's just the truth. Yes. So it is important for him to be the source. Yeah. Well, I would say that, well, one thing people need to know about Stephanie is, mm. first of all, thank you, because I am so honored to be your friend. Uh, yeah. Like you have been um, one of those that holds my arms up yeah. in battle and... When Moses was just tired in the battle, Aaron and her take mm-hmm. it, and he's winning when someone comes alongside and holds his arms up. Yeah. And when we've had difficulties in the family or when I've just needed people to pray for me in ministry, mm-hmm. I will think of you right away. And I, that's not flattery, Stephanie. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I know you'll pray for my family. I know you pray for my kids. I know yeah. you pray for my marriage. I know you'll tell me the truth. And I know we always come back to that. Mm-hmm. But Stephanie is a truth teller. Mm-hmm. And in one of my friendship talks, I talk about how you need a, you need a Paul in your life, somebody mm-hmm. that is shepherding you through things. You need a Timothy, somebody that you will impart your things to. Mm-hmm. You need a Barnabas, an encourager that just comes alongside. And, and you need a, a Nathan. Mm-hmm. And I have added Aaron and her. Mm-hmm. But you're also not just holding my arms up. You've been a truth teller in my life. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs them. Not everybody welcomes them. They don't really like the truth tellers. <laughs> they don't really like it. <laughs> but it's so important to open yourself up to truth tellers mm. because they have something to say from God and it is for your good. Mm. It's not to hurt you. It's actually for your good. And so I want to thank you for being a truth teller in my life. And it's not always easy, even in our friendship group, I know, for you to be Stephanie mm. because sometimes you just have to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> wait a minute, I have something I need to say. <laughs> And I feel like you've even learned to be the truth teller. Would you say that you've learned that 
It's not easy, but, and I don't mean cushion the blow, yeah. but I think you've learned like when God says now yeah. or, and how does that manifest in you? Like how, how did you feel like, okay, what does it feel like inside of you? Is it like, I'm going to explode if I don't, or mm. I feel a percolating or God is going to use me now. How you does know, it work? That's interesting that you asked that because <laughs> I was a liter- I, I came across the scripture. Well, I've been reading a book. I don't yeah. know that I need to say what it is, but, um, the scripture reference that he talked about was um, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies, you know, mm-hmm. and, or, or when words are many, sin is not sin absent, is not but absent. he who holds his tongue is wise. Right. And don't you, do you remember way back VBS? Yes. You have to hold your tongue oh with gosh. Steve Green. A little song. funny little Steve song Green. that yeah. you sang mm-hmm. and I was your sound engineer. Yes. Yep. So all that to say is in answer to your question, I think I used to vomit at the mouth. I think as a truth teller with no wisdom and maturity Mm. and the sanctification and the Holy Spirit and self-control and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, truth tellers can be railroad and hurtful and just vomit at the mouth. But I believe that God has taught me (laughs) over the years to exercise restraint and, and wait for the right moment for the Spirit to say, I think you can say this now and say it in love, mm-hmm. but in truth. So that answer your question. How's yes, it manifest? And, and you me- learning self-control okay. and finding that with that self-control, those words hold more weight yep. and are received better. Yep. So I've, yep. I've definitely hurt some feelings <laughs> over the years, mm. but I've also maybe initially somebody's feelings may have been hurt, but they come back around and go, no one else would have told me that. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. I even see it. Like our friend was looking for appliances for this new home. Mm-hmm. And I may have an opinion, mm-hmm. but some of it's just like, I don't know what are the features. But if you have an opinion and you know why you have it, mm-hmm. you'll share it. Yeah. You know what I mean, I would, I would say this would be better used for your family because. And yeah. that is a, somebody needs that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, as a girlfriend, we don't want to have somebody tell us something looks nice on us if yeah. it doesn't right. or did I sound good in that song if they need work literally yeah. <laughs> we don't just because I'm an encourager mm-hmm. but I also know people want to be encouraged on the specific thing yeah. they want to know it was right and not just oh you know what I mean good right. job turning your light switch on today yeah <laughs> right it's like okay yeah that was hard yeah you know what I mean so you do have to be aiming it at someone mm-hmm. and with love mm-hmm. in mind yeah and I think that you've really, really honed that. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I always think, gosh, I just wish Stephanie would come help this. You know, <laughs> these people need to know this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the restraint you are showing, which mm-hmm. is because God's going to have you. He'll tell you. Yeah. He'll use you when he wants to use you. So I appreciate you being a truth teller in my life. I really do. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to the real deal. I, I think you and Michael are a lot more alike in some ways. You know what I mean? You'll think things and you'll say them when they yeah. need to be said. So yeah. I do he's, he's a that. lot more restrained than I am. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> we all are. Right? Aren't we glad yeah. God doesn't give up on us? Yeah. You're a deep well. There's a lot of places we could go. Mm. What would you share with people that are starting mm. that you wish you would have known? Or something, mm. a lesson that you've learned that you could pass on? Wow, that's a good question that I hmm, need to think about. <laughs> that's okay. Well, we've been praying 
for, or I've been praying as our family has been transitioning yep. into an empty nest, been praying that God would bring, actually somebody prayed over me a prophetic prayer that we would be, be fresh water for new kids and new couples as our, as our kids are leaving, yep. that we would be that open door for new couples. Um, so the advice that I would give, I would just say, always have an open door for one, be welcoming and hospitable. I learned that from my mom though. So I, I, I feel like that's been something that's been taught and caught in our family for yeah. years and years, but to encourage people, to encourage young couples to, to be in, inclusive, look for the down and outer and have a welcoming home. Yeah. So. You know, Stephanie, that's the, that's not just something that you would cross stitch on a pillow or find a sign and you know, make a little chalkboard thing for your kitchen. That's who you are. Because I think even moving all those times in your young age, Carolyn was the one that said, you got to meet my friend Stephanie. Mm. But I realized that once you meet your friend Stephanie, you'll meet other people. Because you welcome others in. Probably because you know what it feels like to be on the outside of a new elementary school or whatever. You always welcome somebody in. And you know that there's nothing wrong with having core friends. I don't think you apologize for the people that are in your inner circle. Jesus modeled that. Peter, yeah. James, and John are always listed, and you're like, well, what about Bartholomew? You yes. know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you're not afraid to have core people. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid of that. But I think you easily welcome people in. Yeah. I noticed it in ministry. I noticed it when we were in church things together. I noticed it in French group, friend mm-hmm. groups. You don't want somebody to feel like they aren't uh, welcome. Mm-hmm. And it's a skill of yours that is beautiful. Let me give you an example. Like if we are talking about something, and uh, we're out on the patio or a deck or wherever. We could be up at the cabin. doesn't matter. And somebody walks up, but they were in the bathroom or they were, you know, somewhere else. They walk up. You usually will catch them up. Mm. And not, in, a, yeah. not everybody does that mm-hmm. because sometimes we don't know exactly how to break the conversation mm-hmm. to let someone know. But you'll say, oh, we're just talking about where we want to eat tonight. Or mm-hmm. we're just talking about the struggle that so-and-so has. And I think that lets them know you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. And we're not excluding you. Yeah. Now, I think you wouldn't have any problem if it was like, you know what, so-and-so sharing something, and this is sensitive, so sure. come back. I, I think you'd say that, too. Yeah. But it really is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. because people always know whether they're welcome or not. There's something mm-hmm. we admit. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? And you I just have this radar of, you know, welcome everyone. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's Jesus. That's Jesus in yeah. you. So I really appreciate that. So one other thing that I would like for you to tell me is what would you like to share about a storm in your life? And I sometimes think when people know uh, how God is with someone else, it helps them right. in their own situation. Right. You know, I one of the reasons why I didn't get excited right away about being on your podcast yeah. was because I, I, I sort of feel like, well, I'm kind of boring. You're so not. I just have just a normal life. You're so not. What do I need to, what is there to tell? Yes, I lost my sister and it was tragic and horrible. But I would say, and God helped me through that. Yeah. And our family. And um, I would say for, for me, my, my storm was my, over this last four or five years has been my, oh, here we go. Yep. My identity. Yep. Not knowing. So I encourage women, probably more women than men listening to this, who are have been doing something for years and years and years. For me, it's a pastor's wife on the platform in a yep. very public yep. ministry and suddenly um, not on the platform and somebody else is doing what I did for all these years. Raising kids, yep. a close family, kids that do like to come home. Yep. 
but I would say the storm, it doesn't feel very, you, some people might think this is not very stormy, it but it is tragic when you realize mm-hmm. your identity unknowingly has been just wrapped tightly around roles, roles. And so my, that would be my, yeah. And God has, in his goodness, has untangled that in my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, I was not in a good place for the last couple of years, you know, starting with weddings and and up until now with the role change and um and then my one of my favorite daughters my favorite oldest daughter yeah. we have two girls um, um leaving for um a part mission of the, work yeah mission work long term one way ticket with a grandkid one of our grandkids so where again it kind of bringing it all back to the beginning my where does my identity lie yeah. and in yeah. my role in life and my role in life should not just be it's not who I, it's not what I do. Amen. It's who Amen. Christ is in me. Amen. And so I can say that now without bawling my eyes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I wrestled. Yeah. I wrestled a lot. Like, yeah. why is this all being taken away from me? Um, and God's just like, am I enough? Mm-hmm. Am I enough? Mm-hmm. Am I enough? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I, and, and I want you to know how valuable you are to me because I love you, not because of what you do right. for me or mm-hmm. in the kingdom or with your family. Literally, yeah. I just love you because I love you. You're the object of my affection. You're the beloved. And it, it's so counterintuitive when we've thought, no, it's because I'm this or because right. I have this role or because I have this situation. I actually think you think that this might be not of value or you felt like, no, this will be a boring podcast. I think it's essential. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is an essential mm-hmm. topic. Yeah. That's how important it is mm-hmm. because who we are mm-hmm. and whose we are forms everything it's like going to a chiropractor and getting everything in alignment Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like we are made in his image and who we are and who whose we are if that's not settled everything else sort of shifts and then it'll get fine for a while but you're not really in alignment and you need another chiropractic treatment so something else will happen and and i think you're right god's goodness to you was to chase all of those things away a bit and change them so that you had to know and none of them are wrong, right? but they're not who you are. Right. Yeah. And so now I can, you know, with your question to young couples, now I feel like I can tell them, you know, warn, warn, yep, exactly. lovingly warn, especially moms. Um, our kids are, are not always going to be around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so not to wrap your identity up in your children. Mm-hmm. So even though mm-hmm. they are, I mean, scripture, like, like, what is it? Psalm 127. Uh, children are heritage from the, right. the Lord. Right. Blessed is the man, like arrows in the hands yep. of one's youth. A warrior, yep. Yes. Yep. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full, full of, of them. Full of them, exactly. Like um, a it's horror. a blessing from God. <laughs> yes, it's a blessing, but it's it, they shouldn't be our identity. So, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I agree, and I thank you, because that's a good... I could talk to you forever. We could go to other things. Like, we could go like, oh, what about... And, yeah, I know. Um, In fact, the, your, people listening to this are probably going to go, wait. What's the point? Wait. No. Oh, wait. No. There's I a little think, bit. Wait. I think the wait. point is God's steadfast love for us yes. and identity. Yeah. Because no matter where you live or what you've gone through or what your heritage is, yes. he's a steadfast God and he wants us to know him and yeah. know who we are. I think yeah. I think it there totally has a topic. Yes. I really do. Yeah. And I'm That's really, <laughs> really, really grateful you did it. Mm. So thank you. Mm. Painless, right? Painless. <laughs> Would you feel comfortable just praying for whoever's out there? And then sure. can I pray for you? Sure. I'm so grateful for you. I really am. I lo- First of all, let me just say, I love you. And mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people over on your podcast over the years have said mm-hmm. this, well, 
the year. How long have you had your podcast? A couple years. A couple years. Um, just you, everything you said of me, I, I say it right back to mm. you, my friend. Thank and you. anybody who knows Rachel in a way knows mm. her heart for people and for the Lord and for in the belief prayer. Mm. You are a woman mm. on your knees. I know mm-hmm. when yeah. I have a painful, when I need something and I, and I'm not sure if someone's going to pray for me or not. I know you are. Yeah. You modeled that. Well, so thank well, you. We, so thank you we have for, it for each other. Like <laughs> I really feel like we have biological sisters and you and I are blessed with sisters. Yeah. But we have sisters in the Lord, and it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. So thank you. So bless whatever comes to your mind for the people. Okay, that's good. All right. Lord, I just thank you for um, this opportunity to just sit here in the quiet and yeah. um, talk to a friend. And that you are here with us, and you are the reason why our friendship was born. Yeah. And so we give you glo- or glory and honor, Lord. And um, I thank you that um, you are not done writing our stories. I thank you for your goodness and your patience um, as you have been rewriting mine and reweaving mine, Lord, and and helping me untangle places in my heart where my identity was tied up um, in other things and not of you, not you. They were good things, but things that I didn't realize I was holding too tightly to. So I thank you, Lord, that Mm -hmm. when things get stripped away, um, you don't. Yeah. And that (laughs) you rise, you rise to your rightful place when we let go of those things, Lord. So I, I just pray for the person, the mom, the husband or kid or mm-hmm. father mm-hmm. or sister or whatever that whoever is listening right now lord that might be um, humming along in their life thinking things are really good because of the things they do mm-hmm. would you just remind them lord that if that is stripped away are you enough and that you are enough so help them to know your love your goodness your mercy the hope that you offer just by living a life with you and if that's all we have if you're all we have that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a better thing. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for Stephanie. I just pray a blessing on her, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen her frame. I pray, God, that you would bless her to the thousandth generation. You say you'll do that for those who love and serve you. I pray, God, that you would give her more and more and more and more of your spirit, yes. Lord. I thank you that we never run out of knowing you and discovering you and finding things out about you. I thank you for her hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm -hmm. I thank you for who she is in the kingdom, Lord. I thank you for the beacon of light and hope and welcome. She has the welcome of God all over her, God. I pray that you would use her mightily in this next season in ways that she knows and doesn't know Mm -hmm. and that the influence that she carries and has is um, available to her in some ways and elusive in others, God, but it doesn't go unnoticed by you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd bless her in the night seasons. I pray you'd bless her marriage. I pray you'd bless her children and grandchildren. I pray, God, that as she um, holds out the light of life, that you would make others that are hungry Mm. for really having their identity secure and established, that they would flock to her, Lord. I pray that it would be like... um, fly to a fly paper, Lord, that she would be willing to testify this exact thing. That there is nothing wrong with doing, but we're not human doings, we're human beings, and you have caused us to even be new creations in Christ, and so that their foundation would be secure. So, Lord, I thank you for the influence that she has, and I just bless her today. Thank you for friendship, Lord. Thank you for this sister of mine. I'm so grateful that you and your goodness and your sovereignty would give me a friend like Stephanie. So bless her today, God. Thank you for her time. And I pray that you'd be with the listeners, Lord that you would help them to not want anything fake, that it would be, I need it to be authentic. I need it to be the real deal. And if I don't have the real deal, 
search me out, Lord, and let me find you because you are real and let me find the real me because I'm made in your image. And so, Lord, as people go through life, I pray that the stuff that isn't of you would crumble quickly Mm -hmm. and that they would know you're a solid rock. In Mm -hmm. Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Painless? It was painless. (laughs) Okay, thank you, dear. Okay, I love you too. Let me see if I can get this done. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.